raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. On Saturday night where I was born, down on the phone, get all clinking and we started drinking till the break of dawn. You're listening to Saturday Night on the Circle on 93 WIPC. We started clapping. Welcome back to Saturday Night on the Circle. I'm your Bohemian Codger, Ethan Hatcher. Thanks for listening. Catch my podcasts uploaded to WIBC.com and Saturday Night on the Circle.fireside.fm. With the forthcoming mutilation of Washington Street in the capital city seeming almost inevitable at this point, one man has authored a bill which may save our city from the short sighted implementation of an unpopular and poorly planned transit expansion. Here to help discuss the potential saving grace is the patron saint of beers, broads, and brazen attitudes. He's the favorite son of Beach Grove and one half of the number one rated Hammer and Nigel show, Jason Hammer in the house. Whoop, whoop. That's Welcome, a sir. hell of an introduction. And I feel like I should keep talking here just so you can catch your breath because that was fantastic. You deserve nothing less, sir. <laughs> Stellar. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Okay. So as a fellow resident of Marion County, perhaps you may commiserate with me for a moment about the potential implementation of the blue line, which would take away nearly half of the available lanes on one of the central's, city's central thoroughfares, being Washington Street, which is essential to small businesses and commuters and residents and all kinds of people who utilize the capital city. And instead, they're going to take away lanes to implement the blue line. This frustrates me to no end when the red line has been enormously unpopular and very poorly planned, and the purple line looks largely to do the same. Ugh. Now, I don't know if the red line is unpopular because I constantly see the homeless community enjoying the benefits that come with these stations of the red line. Right. They sleep there. They fornicate. Uh, they treat their bodies like an amusement park. I think they're really appreciating the fact that the red line stations are there, Ethan. Those weren't the commuters that we were promised, though. These aren't no. the working Hoosier citizens that were supposed to utilize this to go get their groceries. I keep hearing that Indianapolis is one of the largest food deserts in the nation, which I think is absolutely hysterical. Why do we have so many fat people? Uh, Indeed. And I can say this because I am one. You know, like, Abdul can say some things about the black community that we can't get away with. I feel like I can rip on fat people because I'm a little bit overweight. Obesity is but a symptom of food deserts, you see, Jason, because of the lack of availability of nutritious food. And supposedly buses are going to help with all this. And (sighs) here's the thing about what's going on with this blue line. All joking aside here, it's not the fact that We're anti-public transportation. Now, I will say Indy is different. Indy is a big city, but it's not a big city the way Chicago, Atlanta, New York, L.A. is. Indy is pretty connected for the most part, and there's plenty of room to park plenty of room to commute. So that's what separates Indy from a lot of other places. That's why this city, you know, this, you know, Midwestern cold weather city, Indianapolis, gets so many major events because people like the fact that everything is so connected and people can park and do things. We're not saying that you can't have public transportation, but the dedicated line, that's the problem here. Mm -hmm. So if you can figure out a way to still have your precious blue line, because let's be honest, they're going to spend our money frivolously no matter what we do. So if they're going to do this, if they are hell-bent on doing the blue line, and if the city, county council, and boss hogs said they want to move forward, all we're asking 
is don't make it a dedicated lane. Allow other folks to go around these buses from time to time, and we got a ball game. But that's asking too much right now, apparently. And that's where hero of the hour, State Senator Aaron Freeman, steps in, authoring SB 52, which, like Obi-Wan Kenobi, it may be our only hope. This is our most desperate hour. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Because SB 52 would prohibit the implementation of dedicated lanes, just like you were talking about. And look, as a regular person who commutes on Washington Street to get to this very fine radio station in downtown Indianapolis, I can promise you more often than not, it's vehicles that are being held up by the bus system and not the bus system that is being held up by vehicles. You see them stopped, Jason, at green lights because they're waiting for people to board the bus. This isn't a vehicular problem and eliminating almost 40% of the lanes on Washington Street is not a freaking solution. No. And I know the folks on the left, the political leftists are going to say... Like socialist Jesse Brown. Right. Why are you so against public transportation? What's your fascination with parking spots? Uh, James Briggs, who has been on our program before. Listen, let's be honest. We've had that guy on. He's came into the lion's den before. More so than most people, he will at least come on our show and fight back with us when we call him out. He was one of the folks in the past that always criticized Indianapolis citizens for being concerned about parking spaces and traffic. Well, it's a big deal when your city is growing. And the mayor says it's growing all the time. That's his justification for the high homicide numbers. So (laughs) using the mayor's own words, the city is growing. You have to allow uh, more lanes. If you're going to do construction projects that expand 465, which they're doing, especially over by the southwest side, the man road area, sweet mother of God. Uh, But if you're going to allow all that expansion and tell me that the city's growing, you can't be shortening lanes of major thoroughfares that go from one part of the county to another or even connecting county to county. And can we call out Socialist City Council member Jesse Brown for just a moment because he is after all my representative That's there. your guy. That's my guy. I didn't vote for him. Oh, I didn't vote for him. <laughs> <laughs> I voted for Libby Glass, but uh, you know, what are you going to do? Jesse Brown, my representative, bullying small businesses in the community of Irvington who have spoken out against the implementation of the Blue Line because it would adversely affect their ability to perform in the community, especially with these long construction, you know, times that are diverting traffic and pre- uh, preventing people from entering in, bullying them and rallying for them to go out of business just because they object to the implementation of the blue line. It's how ridiculous the fervor around this has become. What is wrong with the people in your district, Ethan? Because I don't know. <laughs> Zach Adamson wasn't left enough. You had to dump Zach Adamson and bring in this guy. This guy looks like Jesse Camp, who used to be the MTV DJ contest winner, and I think Jesse Camp may be more qualified to be on the city county council than this clown. And you know why they got rid of Zach Adamson? Because of his, quote, anti-homeless policies. That's why Zach Adamson was persona non grata in District 13. What does that even mean? Well, you see, remember a few years ago when there was trash literally piling up in the by, you know, the truckload around Monument Circle. Yes. Literal mountains full of garbage. Zach Adamson decided it would be a good idea to prevent that in the future by requiring charitable organizations not to stop but merely register with the city and tell them, what are you going to do so that way we can prepare for 
literally mountains of garbage generated by your so-called generosity. And that was anti-homeless. So out Zach Adamson goes and in comes socialist Jesse Brown. I'm just... Uh, Isn't it funny, though? Because I've dealt with this, too, because I did an interview with the Washington Post talking about the crime and the homelessness in Indiana. And people came at me for being, you're anti-homeless. No, that's not the case at all. I'm anti-homeless guys masturbating in front of the place where I go to work every day. I'm anti-homeless people making love under the awning of the theater on Monument Circle. I'm anti-defecating in the street. Harassing pedestrians and leaving behind used needles, you know, among many other right. uh, activities. Like, And I said in the interview, you can't walk to a Colts game or a Pacers game without dealing with all the panhandlers and stepping over people. Now, I will say this. I think the city has to do a better job of rehabilitating these people. And this is a big, big deal around the country. I get that. If you got all these billions to give to Ukraine, you can't find a way to rehabilitate some of these folks on the circle. Because I get it, man. I do. If you're somebody that's down on your luck and you've hit rock bottom, you've got nowhere to go, that sucks. I hope you get the help you deserve. I'm happy to help the Salvation Army, but some of these folks have to want the help. And there's a lot of folks on Monument Circle, they don't want the help, and they want to be violent. Ask Guy Relford. Now, Guy Relford's a big dude. He's every bit of 6'3", 6'4". He's known as the gun guy. And he was accosted coming in to do an interview with us one day. So if they're going to accost this guy that looks like a retired NFL linebacker, what are they going to do with you and your family when you walk out of the new Taco Bell cantina? And we have so many problems facing this city, the homelessness problem, uh, the property tax problem, and of course the bus lines, which are not a stand-in or they shouldn't be for homeless shelters. That's not how we address this issue. So if you think the implementation of the blue line as proposed will be a disastrous misfire for the city. Contact your local representatives and help SB 52 move through the General Assembly. We need to get that done. Absolutely. And it's never going to be enough. If you keep letting this stuff go, it's never enough. Joe Hawk said nothing would make him happier than you not having to drive to work. He wants you to take the bus. He wants you to take some sort of line. He hates the fact that you drive and park downtown and you don't need an electric vehicle to do it. That's kind of the shape of the Democratic Party. And what's disappointing is Boss Hogsett didn't used to be like this. Back in the day, he was a Democrat, don't get it twisted, but he wasn't this extreme. Lately, he's been auditioning for some higher gig to which he never got, and that's why he ran for mayor again. I got a lot of birdies on the inside, as Rob Kendall would say, that said that's why Joe Hawksett ran again. He was hoping to get a cush job with the Biden administration, but that went to Atlanta's mayor. He was hoping to get on the board of some university somewhere, but they all looked at him and said, are you drunk? Which is a fair question when you're talking about uh, the mayor of Indianapolis. Sick burn. So he had nowhere else to go, so lucky us... We have him as the mayor of Indianapolis. He is the leftover. Now, I raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.